Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Yeah, we're not going to talk. I don't want to talk about any of the business that we're doing. You know, in general terms, I know we have some challenges facing us, uh, just like most teams do with the cap going down. A lot of the contracts that we did were pre-pandemic and trying to project where the cap was going to go up. Uh, The delta went the other way. There was a pretty significant delta. So we're trying to figure out right now uh, on how we are able to get underneath the cap, but also get enough room so we can improve our team. Football. Welcome into the Monday edition of Purple Daily. Mackie not in today. He will be back tomorrow. So um, it is Zolgad and executive producer extraordinaire uh, Declan Goff. A lot to get to today, starting with uh, Daniil Hunter. And it looks like there might be, um, let's just say when we left the studio on Friday, Declan Goff, let's just say that there was mm, smoke coming from the Hunter house. Oh. Okay. Okay. But you were like, is that, is he... Got a fire going? What's going on with that? What? Uh, what? Yeah, that's, I, a little, that's a little concerning, but it, it's probably nothing. Okay, I, I don't remember Friday. You can hear on Mackie and Judd why I don't remember Friday, but we don't have to talk about that here on Purple Daily. That's for different reasons. But then by Saturday, it's like, oh no, that's that's black. That's, that's black smoke. That's yeah. that's not looking good this, at all. This is the Vatican, right? So like, it, it, <laughs> is it black no, smoke? No, in it? that's a puff of white smoke. Puff of white that's, smoke. That's good. Uh, <laughs> but, but what we're going to delve into uh, in regards to the Vikings Pro Bowl defense is... Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. That might not be so reckless, but before we delve into that subject, and of course it's Mock Draft Monday, uh, you don't recall Friday, so tell me what you do recall from your weekend, and tell me about the good decisions, beverage-wise, that you did make. Well, my good decisions that I made on Friday was I was always, of course, drinking my Corona Hard Seltzers. You know, it started to warm up a little bit this weekend, Judd Zolgad. We got to the 60s on Sunday. It was mid-50s Friday, Saturday. That time of year, baby. Gorgeous day. And I know second and third winter is coming, and that's okay. You know, I've been here for 28 years. I've spent my entire life in Minnesota. I know that when it gets to 60 degrees on March 7th, we are guaranteed still for at least... Two, I'll put the over-under at two and a half on more blizzards for the rest of the year between now and May 1st. We'll have at least a three-inch snowfall between now and May 1st. Yeah, not a blizzard, but yeah. We'll yeah. have some type of precipitation. I'm and with it, you. And, yeah. when, and when that happens, I'll be still sipping on my Corona hard seltzer. So whether it's the winter or the summer, it's the only hard seltzer made with Pure Beach Vibes. 
with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of, splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spike sparkling water imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Reckless speculation. Trade talks. Juicy rumors. And we got one for you, Declan Goff, that um, I, I think escalated in the last couple of days from reckless speculation to being potentially very juicy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would call it a in the business developing story. Okay. Okay. So this all unfolded or started to unfold a little bit, at least, with Arif Hassan of The Athletic doing a. Um, Fairly deep dive, not completely deep, but a, but a dive into the Daniil Hunter contract situation, basing the story off a very important thing that we now have to do a callback on, which is go back to last October. And when Hunter was about to have um, next surgery to repair a, a disc in his uh, back, there was a report from Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, via Twitter. That said, Daniil Hunter is is going to have this surgery done. And, oh, by the way, when he comes back, he wants to be the highest-paid defensive player in the National Football League. Uh, for comparison's sake, right now, with a contract that goes through 2023, Daniil Hunter is 18th, 18th among pass-rushing ends in yearly compensation. He said, I think it was like 14-4, and, and the top guys, the Bosa's of the world are around 27, 28, okay? So the report was, and it clearly came from the Daniil Hunter camp, his agent, was that if, if and when he comes back, and there's every intention that he will, he wants to be, when he steps on the field for you next, the highest paid defensive player in the National Football League, and if not, he will be looking for a way out. Now, the important thing is this is October and he is having the surgery at that point, Declan. And so it was a 100% interesting report. I thought it was worth tucking away in your back pocket. But at that point in time, it's October. You know, the season has to play out. He's just having the surgery. There's a lot of things that allow you to put that on the back burner, right? Fast forward to now. And and the start of the National Football League's new league year, I believe, is one week from this Wednesday, March 17th. And that's when teams have to get their cap in order, which won't be easy because it's coming down to probably around 183 or so. And the Vikings are in a predicament now where they have a lot of problems that go well beyond Hunter's desire for a new contract. But why don't you, as you did today, Dex, on Mackie and Judd, recap what we saw on the timeline of the likes on Twitter for Daniil Hunter regarding the Arif Hassan piece and also a couple other things that he liked that I thought were very telltale of where he is mentally when it comes to the Vikings. So Yeah, as as you kind of alluded to, look, this has started a long time ago with Ian Rappaport putting out the note that he wants to be the highest paid player uh, early in the midseason when he was lost for, for neck surgery. And then over the weekend, Daniil Hunter started liking some tweets. So first off, there was one from the Oakland Raiders, Raiders United. 
Las Vegas Raiders now. Yeah, the Las Vegas Raiders, who screenshotted their Instagram post, the Raiders United page, and it said there is a growing sense that the Raiders are building up to make a trade on the defensive side of the football per JT the Brick. I don't know who JT the Brick is. JT the Brick is is a a fairly famous sports talk host who I believe works for the Raiders now. Got it. Well, some fan quote tweeted that and said, six-year productive veteran who is only 26 26 years old. Give me Daniil Hunter. Hunter likes that tweet. Then, Arif Hassan, who wrote the piece you just alluded to earlier. Mm -hmm. Titans tape. The Tennessee Titans, it's, it's a... It must be a fan site. Says, I'm listening. Liked tweet from Daniil Hunter. That's okay. <laughs> AFC South Champions, who was also uh, clearly a Titans fan, said, I trade my soul for Daniil Hunter. Liked tweet from Daniil. Mm-hmm. So he is stirring the pot. He is absolutely aware that, oh, I, I, I'm seeing everyone else that uh, says they would love me to be on their football team and there's someone who appreciates me and, and would want my demands. And Daniil Hunter says, okay. Let me hit a little like tweet on that button. Now, look, is there is there smoke or fire here? I think it's fire. I think it's absolutely fire. It's trending towards it. It's trending towards fire. The the uh, the, the kindling has been lit. The kindling has been lit on the fire, Judd. So now, yeah. is are are you ready to build a chimney? Ready to build a log here? Because you you ready you ready started the fire has been started. Well, Rappaport's people made it very clear that that, that demand was likely not going to go away. So the can could be kicked. Substantially down the road at the time, mm-hmm. but that's the tweet and that's the report that started this whole thing. Yes. Like that was not in Hunter's mind. And yes, it is. He signed that contract. Okay. So the extension, which grossly underpaid him, was signed by him. So I am not absolving him one bit. But my guess is he then put together back to back seasons of 14 and a half sacks. 14 and a half sacks, all right? And he signed to a contract that pays him well, but certainly does not pay him in the area code of the guy, of guys who do about the same or probably in some cases less than he is doing. Now, he has next surgery. So he has a disc repaired, which is a very big deal and can affect a person's career. And what I think starting with a Rapport report, I think what's being, the message being sent is this. It might be a risk to sign me to a new deal, but I'm not going to take the risk of coming back and being as good as I was for that price. I need the payday. I want the payday. And that payday is not a good one. It's a great one. Mm-hmm. And so that's where there's fire now. Um, and for all of you who say, so he, he likes some tweets, big deal, who cares? Remember oh. Stefan Diggs? Yep. Remember Stefan Diggs, who used Twitter a lot more? Oh, yeah. But I, I would say that Hunter liking tweets carries as much weight as what Diggs tweeted because it doesn't look like Hunter uses Twitter nearly as much to get stuff out there. So, like, that, this is all of a sudden – Oh wow, he's liking tweets that are basically from fans saying we would love to have our team have him ergo at his price, right? Like this is why there is we're not talking about a raging fire yet. Like this is not a four alarm. It could be, but it's not yet. But we are definitely talking the last few days have taken this up a notch. And I think that 
it would be naive and foolish to assume that this is not going to continue to be an issue until it's resolved. And I don't think resolving it involves just saying, Daniil, you're signed through 2023. You know what? Suck it up and play. He's too good. Not how this works. The Cousins thing and contract is an intriguing bit of... Uh, Wait for Reckless speculation. Because his contract is huge. He is a good but not great QB. And talking about if the Vikings have found the right QB is fun. But the odds are... What? 90%? No. Higher. The odds are probably right now, 95% he's back. Like, odds are he's back. And we all get that, but it's still fun to discuss. And there is that outside chance that a team comes along and says, okay, we'll give you a first-round pick and a second-round pick or something. Okay. That's all well and good. And that probably falls into a very fair bin of reckless speculation. The Daniil Hunter thing is not reckless, folks. The Daniil Hunter thing is going to be real. And that does not mean that the Vikings won't tear his contract up and find a way to keep him. Sure. I'm not saying he's gone. What I am saying is this is a right here, right now issue. And to try and pretend like, oh, it's it's Mackie and Judd and Declan making stuff up again, this ain't us, folks. When the Hunter camp goes to a national reporter, and by the way, mark my words, the next big story on this will be broken by Rappaport or Schefter. It's not going to be us, and it's not going to be a uh, local story. But there's a lot more here, and it has to unfold, and it's going to un- unfold. And unfortunately, what makes it extremely difficult is if the cap was going back up, so it, it was, what, 198.2, I believe, in 2020. If the cap was going up to, like, 210 or something, I think it'd be fine. It's coming way down. Right. And Daniil Hunter and his camp don't care about that. Like, they're not going to say, oh, hold on a second here, Rick Spielman, Rob Brzezinski, Ziggy and Mark Wilf, Zim. Um, we're really sorry. The cap's coming. You know what? We're, we're back. We're back. In fact, we'll take a pay cut. <laughs> not how players work. No. But, I, but the thing that scares me, which is the neck, I think is the very thing that might embolden Hunter to say, I can't play if I don't get paid. Because he's going to say, um, I'm coming back, I'll be fine, and I am not paying I am not playing for the pay that I, I had because while I signed that contract, it's not a contract that compensates me fairly based on what guys are making. That's why I think we are in the midst of a a developing situation that probably just sat for a while and now is going to go back to brewing. Well, let me ask you this, because I, I through this out there on Mackie and Judd, that I, I still think that the Vikings have more leverage here than Daniil does. Where, where do you fall on that? Because, I mean, yes, he is under contract. He's coming off significant neck surgery. I still think a team, if they wanted to call at the draft and said, I mean, if, we'll give you a first and a second round pick right now for Daniil Hunter. So that was, someone threw that out actually on Vikings event line, which uh, happened last night, which you can find on the Purple Daily podcast feed and on our YouTube channel. That's a very interesting offer, by the a way. A first and second round pick. Would you do that? I said, yeah. I said immediately. I said, yes, I would first do it and second round pick? First and second round pick. I guess it depends on, on where the first round pick is, True. but I would I would not dismiss it. For sure. No way. I'm dismissing so, it. So I guess to circle back to my original question, who has more leverage here? Is it, do you think it's the Vikings or, or does Neil Hunter have and control all the leverage because he's the player? 
I think it's a mistake to say that the player has none. Like there, there yes. will be some who say he signed through 2023. He can't do a damn thing. That's not true. He cannot play. He can make life miserable, which teams don't want. Like that's the thing about it is I always come back to this when, when it comes to um, disgruntled players. Teams hate. They absolutely hate distractions. And distractions impact teams. So, like, if you tell Daniil, sorry, buddy, we're not going to do a thing. You're going to come back and play. And he comes back, it's going to turn into a problem. Like, that is that is a fact. Now, if he was a backup, you just cut him. You wouldn't care. But he's not. He's a great player. So, but if we were to actually do a, a pie chart of... Yeah. of leverage. Um, yes. And play that game. I think the Vikings have a little bit more, but I think it's not as much as we think. Like it, it just a ballpark, like sixty forty. Yeah, sixty forty. Probably in the right range, sixty forty ish. But mm-hmm. I, but I don't think it is. It is absolute, and I don't think it's complete. Okay. And he could not. I mean, he could say, "I'm not playing." Right. Like you can do that. You find a lot. You lose a lot, but you can do that. Um, I firmly believe that Deshaun Watson will not play another down oh, for the Texans. I'm with you there. And people will say, but he has to. He's undercut. No, he doesn't. He just holds out. Yeah. Like, this isn't the normal world. This isn't This isn't you going to work or me or Declan going to work. This is a different world. Contracts are, they're there and they pay you, but they're not nearly as ironclad as we. Now, now guys can't go find new jobs with different teams, but they certainly can sit out. So, yeah, 60-40 is probably fair, but what we don't know, Dex, and the important thing here is how far is Hunter prepared to go if the Vikings won't give him a new uh, contract? And I'm not convinced that the Vikings won't. And here's my problem, too. Ordinarily, I think in a situation like this, it's easy to take sides. Yes. So, like, it's easy to be like, the player is wrong here. Play. Or the team is being cheap here. Pay him, right? And you could take sort of a sports hot take side and and uh, complain and or diss one side. In this one, I'm torn. In this one, I'm torn because I get it from both sides. Yeah. Because the Vikings are faced with a decrease in cap. They're faced with a decent amount of guys who are being paid really well, right? And they worked out a contract with this player, which the player signed in Hunter's case. but. In his case, he's a great player, and he is the eight. I mean, think about this for a second. The 18th, 18th highest paid rush end in the league. Not fourth, not fifth, not 10th. He's not top 10. He's almost 20. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. It is absurd. I get his point, too. Right. So I don't, I don't really land on a side here. I'm just here to warn you and warn fans that this is a situation. And it's far more of one than like Cousins is because that's more fun to talk about. And a call could come, likely won't. With Daniil, I don't know. I know. Don't know where it lands. It, it's definitely worth monitoring. And uh, I'm curious to see what happens. And I think, I, it's going, I think it's going to take off here pretty shortly. I would bet he's on the Vikings roster in 2021. The more the, it's more likely he is on the Vikings than he isn't on the Vikings roster by the time the 2021 season rolls around in Week One. But this is something that you're going to have to monitor 
because it, it's it's going to cause. I think there's going to be a national. Man, I think there's going to be a national Rapport Palacero Schefter type report within the next month. Write that down. Well, we could, yeah. yeah we might, might be able to write that down. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's going. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's going to take off. Okay. Un- unless unless he works out a new contract that is long term, pays him more on average annually, but immediately gets the cap hit down. Yeah. Like that could take place. Right. But I, if it doesn't, if the Vikings play hardball here, I think we're, we're weeks away from a significant story saying the Vikings are going to have to pay up or trade him. And if that's the case, I don't think he'd be traded, but I'm not dismissing it. Right. And if you do get, it just takes one team to say, you know what? The neck is going to be fine. We'll give you a first round pick. Okay. And then it's decision time. It is. It's going to be interesting to watch. But um, man, he's a good player. I mean, if he's he, a hell of a player. If he comes back healthy, he's a really good he's player. He's a top five defensive end in the league. He absolutely is. I can understand why he wants to be paid. All right. Got more of this for you. Reckless speculation. Weekend gathering of, of um, potential. Reckless speculation. Items, updates at least, Declan Goff. Okay. Anthony Barr. So we talked about him. In fact, I put out a poll on my Twitter account on Friday saying, if you can only keep one, do you keep Barr or Riley Reef? Anthony Barr. I'm becoming more and more convinced, Dex, that the Vikings will not release him. I don't think there's any way. He signed. He's productive in their minds. They like him a lot. So I, I think our whole platform the past couple months about, you know, in making sour cap moves, would they release Barr? I think that's out. I do think that there will be serious trade discussions. And I think there might be an AFC team or two that absolutely would be involved. And then the question is, what can you get? Can you get a second round pick? Because if you can, it's done. Third round pick, more likely. I think they do that. Not positive. Um, But I don't think there's any way that he gets released outright and turned loose. I think there is a chance he's not back, though, because he's traded. I think of all the situations, um, we talked about this in Ventland, too, yesterday. If it was staying, traded, or cut, I think cut is the least likely of those three scenarios. Agreed. Um, I just don't see how you cut seven, you save like almost eight. So yes, they're still net positive, but I mean, seven against the dead cap is, is a lot to swallow. And they like him and he's a good player. They like him more than we do. Yes, they do. Which is, which is at the end of the day, the most important thing they like him. They feel that he brings value. And I think in their minds, that decision was justified by the fact that he got hurt in week two against the Colts. And it got it got much worse. So I think the Vikings are of the mind that this is a productive, good player. I think they're of the mind that they see things clearly that we don't, which might be true. I mean, it, it is true. I get that. But that he brings a stabilizing influence to that core, that he does a very good job, that his statistics aren't necessarily sexy, but effective. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said... I'm hard. I'm hard pressed to believe that Rick is not going to try and move heaven and earth to get that second round pick back from the Ngakwe trade. 
I think if anybody would give up a second round pick for Barr, it's done. Yeah. Uh, Michael made a good point on Ventline, guest listener Michael, yesterday, that if you remove Anthony Barr, I mean, that just creates another problem, too, on your defense. I mean, no matter what, the criticisms where you want to fall on Anthony Barr, you remove him from the Zimmer defense, and it causes more problems. Now now you might be looking at drafting a linebacker. Now you might be looking at paying for a lot. It, it causes more problems, I think, than it creates. So it, it could be a potential issue if you just remove Anthony Barr. Oh, yeah. I, think, I think you listen to trade offers. You absolutely do. But I think odds are... And, and again, the order of preference, I bet it goes stays traded or cut. I just don't see a situation where they just cut him out, right? Nope, I agree. But but he is he does serve until his last day with the Vikings. He will always serve as a cautionary tale of why when a guy walks out the door and calls you and says, I'm about to sign with the Jets, but I don't want to, you say too bad. Yeah. Because that was the time. That was the time to draw a line in the sand, not pay him, move on, right? Like, that was the one. Now, as far as... Hold on a second. I'll do it again. Reckless speculation. Riley Reef. All right? Big payday coming. Right, Dex? Last year of his contract? Supposed to be, yeah. And if you cut him, you get pretty substantial on the last year of that contract savings. We have not heard much, if a thing, from that whole camp, from Reef, from... The Vikings, not much speculation there. I think what we're seeing unfold is a guy who's going to come back on an extended contract that's going to help the Vikes cap-wise. Now, my whole thing on that has been, how was he going to react to being asked to redo his contract again when right before the 2020 season started, the Vikings screwed him badly and said, go look for a job, you won't find one, or come back. Um, but if you do come back, I believe the pay cut he took, was it seven mil? It was a substantial base salary pay cut for 2020. Um, so I thought to myself, he might not come back because he had a good year. He could certainly get a contract elsewhere and it could be probably pretty good. I'm getting the feeling though, that he is going to come back and that he's going to come back on terms that he finds palatable, which is extremely important. Because I don't like this whole thing of, well, just draft a left tackle or just do this. or just, We we don't know that. If, if he walks, if he was cut, you're not talking about Cleveland probably probably moves or, or you draft a left tackle. Um, you've now got both guard spots as huge question marks. And remember, too, Garrett Bradbury has not proven himself, especially in pass protection, at center. And so if I've now if I now have to go out and find two guards and not one guard cuz Cleveland played pretty well. Like I don't think he's great, but he's not bad and, and he he stabilized the right guard spot which before he stepped in was a complete mess, okay? So if Reeves gone now and I got to move Cleveland to left tackle and I got to draft a guy and plug a guy in and plug a guy in and, and Bradbury is definitely impacted by his guards. Like there is no way that Dakota Dozier didn't hurt to some degree. <laughs> Bradbury's potential production. Yeah. Um, so if Reef is going to come back and let's say he takes a three year extension reworked, that is a that is a solid move. Yeah. I, I think again this this goes back to the same thing with Anthony Barr. This creates more problems uh if you cut Riley Reef. And keeping him happy here is gonna be interesting because you asked him to take the pay cut. You gave him the good gracious of the million dollar bonus after he didn't play in week seventeen. But it, I, I think it's 
extremely fragile ground that both of them are walking on here. Um, I think they're both kind of walking on eggshells and waiting for the for the next person to fall through. And I think Reef is, if if you can get him under the right figure, is a very solid tackle. Don't you have to move heaven and earth? You don't have to give him a humongous extension at this point in his career. But I do think you need him on the line because where, with where Garrett Bradbury is at right now in his career, I think it's a make or break for him. You have Ezra Cleveland who filled in admirably as a rookie, but where is his career trajectory? Brian O'Neill is really the only solidified thing that you know that, all right, this is one of and our he has building to be paid blocks. Too. And he has an extension. He's that's coming up for well. an extension. So again, I, I think it just creates more problems. And look, there's a bunch of guards that are hitting the offense, uh, that are hitting the open market right now. Uh, so there's going to be guards available to sign. Teams are cutting teams are cutting guards because of the salary cap going down. So I'm curious to see what the Vikings do there and as well. And centers, by the way. And centers. They're not going to do that, but they are cutting them. It is worth monitoring. It's definitely worth monitoring. All right. I want to mock. Mock! All right. All right. It's time to mock. But before we mock, Mm -hmm. exciting opportunity for those who tune in to Purple Daily. Oh, yeah. March is pick your prize month here at Score North. So every day between now, March 8th, and March 26th, one person will win $100. 100 bones. You can do a lot with 100 bucks. Takes me a little pretty far. Uh, (laughs) That person will also be entered to win a $10,000 prize pack from one of our nine partners. So again, every day between now and March 26th, one person will win $100, and then that person will also be entered to win a $10,000 prize pack. All you have Hold to on. Do, wait, 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 wait. Did you just say ten grand? $10,000 prize pack. Okay. So a $10,000 prize pack from one of our nine partners. There's a Woo. bunch of stuff up for grabs. I highly recommend checking it out. All you have to do, it's right here below the comments. I know Judd doesn't like when I do this, but it's in the comments. It makes I, me I, very I uncomfortable. Put, I, I, it's for the visual. Hello. It's for the visual as I knock my microphone away. All right? It's HR? Right below. I'm, it's right below. I'm calling it's HR. in the comments. You can't miss it after our description. Human resources? Yep. All you have to do is open the Score North app, register, and enter the Pick Your Prize contest through the listener rewards link in the app. Again, every day between March 8th and 26th, you'll win a, one person will win $100, and then that person will be entered to a $10,000 prize pack. All you have to do, download the Score North app if you don't already have it. Open it, enter through listening rewards and the Pick Your Prize contest, and you can register daily for $100. So right below in the comments, click it. I have the link for you. Judd doesn't like the visual, but it's for you, the That's listener. That's fine. I'm passing I want on. you guys to get the $100, okay? And we'll be announcing our winners every day. So I want a mock. mock! Fine work, Declan Goff. Thank you. All right. It, it is time for a mock draft a Monday. And I'm going to give you a... Oh, i got a four-rounder here. Oh, you have a four-rounder. Four-rounder from uh, Chad Reuter. Is that correct? Yeah, Reuter. NFL.com. Yes. Yep. Chad Reuter, four-round mock draft. Let's see here. Let's scroll down. Oh, oh, the first pick is a shocker. You'll never guess it. Yeah. You know, how about you just, just go to the Vikings? Pick. Oh, yeah. Oh, the second pick. You'll never guess this yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Jamar Chase. Uh, you know what? Again, Falcons, Trey Lance. This Trey Lance team is really built up. Yeah. This Trey Lance team still like uh, scares me. Um, Bengals at five, taking Oregon offensive tackle Panay Sewell, and yeah, let's uh, let's skip down here. Let's skip down to uh, let's see the Vikings draft fourteenth, right? Yeah, right. They're well, supposed to, right? Well, well, this is odd. Oh, well, it's happening. Chad has the New Orleans Saints drafting fourteenth. Oh, he has a trade. No way. He has a. I love trades. I want a mock. Mock. The the proliferation of trades now in mock drafts is absolutely great. He has the Saints at 14, acquiring the pick from the Vikings, and he has them taking Mac Jones. 
What? He has them taking Drew Brees' replacement. And by the way, Drew, if you're going to retire, just retire. Like, what are you doing? Seriously. What are you doing, dude? It's March. Because you're going to decide the longer you push this down the road, the more you're going to to decide. I can still play, man. We're a long way from the season. I feel fresh now, okay? If you're going to retire, retire. But he has Mac Jones, the Alabama quarterback, being taken by the Saints with the uh, 14th pick. And so now we have the question of, well, where do the Vikings land? Right. Uh, and I, he doesn't have the specifics of what the mock trade would be. So I I can't tell you. I'm guessing that the Vikings obtained a second-round pick as well. Sure. Uh, because at number 28 then, which is where the Saints were going to pick, but now the Vikings are picking because of this trade that uh, Chad has made. He has the Vikings going with edge rusher, a junior out of Oklahoma, Ronnie Perkins. And, Ronnie Perkins, okay. And he, he writes of the pick, the Vikings are happy to get a much-needed pass rusher along with the first-round pick with which the Saints were willing to part in this projection. Perkins' game mirrors that of Yannick Ngakwe, the explosive uh, rusher whom Spielman traded for and then moved uh. to Baltimore at minimal loss after it was clear there wasn't a playoff run coming for the Vikings in 2020. I'm not sure that's positive. But anyway, Ronnie Perkins is the first-round pick that this mock draft uh, from Chad Ryder has the Vikings taking. Let's quickly go to round two of Chad's draft and see what he has the Vikings doing there. Because I'm guessing they had to get a second-round pick back in that trade, right? You'd think so. If you're going to trade your first-round pick and move down that far, uh, you should have got a second-round pick back. Let's see. That would be the Saints again. At the end of round two, he doesn't have the Vikings recouping the pick? Oh, no. I don't like that. Um, No, he doesn't. He doesn't. All right. Well, how about this? Because I have, I have a mock that I can bring to the table here, unless you're going to go into round three. Hold on a second here. Okay. Hold on a second. Let me do, let me do this. I want a mock! Yes. Mock! Because I think this one's pretty juicy. Now, it's not as someone as, as plugged in as Chad, as Chad Ryder, who is one of the more plugged in guys. Yes. But this is from um, the Pro Football Network, which uh, we, we've, we've mocked a few Pro Football Networks before, so it's not like we haven't ever gone to this website. It's mock draft season. Everyone, okay, everyone is doing mock drafts. A.J. Schulte from Pro Football Network. Uh-huh. Now, this is pretty spicy. You ready for this? I'm going to share my screen, but I'm, I'm teasing. I'm trying to delay a little bit. Okay. Because this is as spicy as it gets. Okay. At pick 10. The Minnesota Vikings trade with the Dallas Cowboys and give up the 14th, 78th, and 143rd pick to move up to 10 to get the tight end Kyle Pitts out of Florida. One of the most highly regarded tight ends in the NFL draft, okay? This is what he says. A team has never traded up to take a tight end in the top 10 history of the modern draft. Not a single Time. It's a risky move, but hey, we're here to party. Love that line. I buy. I base this trade twelve on the 2018 NFL draft deal between the Raiders and Cardinals. Yeah, no, I, I hate this idea. And then I've had this pick written in for a few days, but recently the Vikings released longtime Kyle, tight end Kyle Rudolph, further affirming this pick in my mock. Kirk Cousins has heavily relied on tar, or has heavily targeted tight ends, and he's not. And he hasn't had a weapon like Pitts since prime Jordan Reed in Washington. Mm-hmm. And while the Vikings go all in on Cousins, an offensive boasting Justin Jefferson, Judd, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Irv Smith, no, Kyle Pitts. Forget three deep. No, We're going five wide, no, baby. No, because Jamar wide. Chase goes next. I would take Jamar Chase before Kyle Pitts. Five wide. No. 
No, do you don't need to even get close to oh, this. this is great. No, that's absolutely ridiculous. No, no. no, no. I love Kyle Pitts, but... I want a mop! No, no, no. You're not here to party. You're a party pooper. Yeah, I am. You know why? Because what are you going to do? Irv Smith Jr., Conklin, Kyle Pitts. What, three deep on tight ends? Oh, I mean, I mean... Sunset. And then you're going to trade Herb uh, Smith. Herb Smith's more of an H back than he is a tight end. You know, I'm I'm, I'm, just, I'm just getting football geeky. Here. My my draft is not done yet because I looked up the third round pick. Okay. All right. Chad Ryder has the Vikings. This is what I don't want them to do. All right. Unless this guy's just great. He has the Vikings at pick seventy in the third round, taking Richie Grant from Central Florida, a safety. Okay. Okay, if you've got Harrison Smith back, which I fully expect, get a safety that, that can be solid. I understand that. But just go sign a safety to play by Smith. Yeah. Like this, what's this notion? I don't understand this notion that you need like, oh, man, you got to have these two impact safeties. All right? Safeties are important. Cornerbacks are more important. But if Harrison Smith is as good as we say he is, look, I don't want to. I don't want a has been playing by him. You don't want me. I don't want you or me playing by him. But my third round pick is not being used or my first round pick on a safety unless this is a game changer. Seriously. I get it. I think, you know what, because it's like, am I crazy here? Because his value is in the absolute tank right now. I think Anthony Harris isn't going to be able to get the money he wants. He won't. I'd bring back Anthony Harris on chump change. Uh, I don't think you can, but he won't get that. I th- I, he's, he's not going to get what he expects to get. There's going to be there's going to be a lot of guys that don't expect what they get to get. Exactly. So I think that might actually favor. And you bring back Anthony Harris on a one year make good contract. I don't think he. I think someone will sign him for more than that. But he's not getting he's not getting huge bucks. No. And he's not going to get he's not going to get a long term huge contract. There's a very small group of guys who get that right. Like there will be a group who gets paid still. Yep. Just, just like in baseball. Yes. Trevor Bauer still got paid. Yeah. Um. But outside of that. Yeah, I just, but unless I'm absolutely off my rocker, I don't understand this infatuation with, you got to replace Harris with a high draft pick safety. No. And no, you really don't. I don't think so. Either. Just find somebody who's good. What I what I need from the Vikings secondary is I need those corners to have developed a lot. That's the most important thing. Yes, it is. That's the most important thing. And then I can find a safety to play by Smith, who, if he is an opportunist, can get picks. Because that's going to force that. Exactly. I like it. All right. Mock Draft Monday and uh, plenty of reckless speculation. As always, Daniil Hunter. It's about to get interesting. Back tomorrow with Mackie. I'm Judd. He's Declan. Talk to you soon.